Do you care about quality content delivered on a regular basis, no matter where in the galaxy you hail from? Recent cuts to public funding leave programs like this hanging by a thread. Support us, won't you? Head to patreon.com FSL tonight for more information while you still can. And now, the show. 790 Dragon Sports Talk Radio. Sports Talk Radio. Coming up, a mysterious return tilts the scale to decide our champion. And two teams get elevated and both are on the move. New cities for the FSL and the home fans. FSL Tonight starts now. What a 2016 season, ladies and gentlemen, and privileged to observe it and comment on it for you. I'm Tom Merritt, and joining me, of course, Mr. Justin Robert Young. Uh, an, an incredible end. Uh, I mean, from from the, the, the very beginning of today, you, you began to layer the intrigue and the excitement one-on-one-on-one. On one on one. Uh, Tom... Did you see it coming? Did you see when when we got our stat sheets listed as active Shocked. for the first time all season for the Xandar Guardians of the Galaxy, Howard the Duck? I I was shocked. Uh, I did not expect this. No one expected it. We thought he was off the available roster. Uh, someone who has been following this story closely, of course, is the beat reporter for the FSL at France's L'Equipe. Uh, Mr. Patrick Beja is going to join us here. Now, you, on the other hand, have been on the trail of Howard the Duck. You know, he's He's been uh, very discreet in the past few years, but people tend to forget how good he was a couple of decades ago. And they say he's too old. Um, people thought he was too old. Now, of course, we didn't see a lot of him now, but he's on the list and he's back and he's been training really hard. Uh, he's been discounted way too much. I think we can expect interesting things from him from him in the in the coming few seasons. I mean... And as, as much of a shock as Howard the Duck was, and certainly he has had his ups and downs. By George, it was not the biggest excitement that we had today because for Coruscant, not only listed as a surprise, but suiting up and playing in the final moments to seal the deal for the 2016 champions, it is the Coruscant Senators. Yes, uh, an amazing team up. Something that oh, I didn't say his name. Luke Skywalker. Luke Skywalker. Well, you don't. You back. don't even need Luke to say Skywalker his name. We, knew. Everyone. Everyone we all knows. knew. Uh, he has been, of course, listed as injured. Uh, the team has made zero comments about his whereabouts. Uh, some people even rumoring that they didn't know where he was uh, and they've been searching for him. Coruscant, of course, going into this championship at a gross disadvantage without Han Solo, who is, uh, for all intents and purposes, gone for good. He has fallen off the map uh, for Coruscant. And Luke Skywalker's return couldn't have come at a better time. Even you, Justin Robert Young, must have been moved a little bit when he walked on the field and shook hands with with, with Ray. Uh, uh, I've obviously had my problems with the Coruscant Senators uh, this season. I, I I do think still 
that uh, this is going to be a campaign that will have its asterisks as we go forward. But for Coruscant Senators fans, sure, they've won championships recently, but it has to have felt like 30 years since they've had the kind of experience that they had today. This was very much out of the playbook of the classic campaigns that they have had years ago, back when Luke Skywalker was a far uh, a younger, more dynamic player. We did not see him a lot. However, I don't know if you can understate what his veteran presence brought to elevating the game, even just being around him, uh, elevating the game specifically of Ray. This is uh, a, a Ray that we had never really seen uh, before. Uh, she she was a, a totally different player, both in the semifinals and the finals, and she's the reason why. Uh, they are the 2016 champions. And it certainly has people hungry to see more of those two in the future. Coruscant, of course, back-to-back -back champions now. And that was questionable going into this final. A lot of people said that Xandar was the younger, better version of Coruscant. Of course, the Senators trying to bring in a youth movement this year and combine it with the best of their experience from Leia Organa as well as uh, the departed Han Solo. And it proves maybe, I don't know if it proves it, but the amalgam of an experienced Skywalker uh, taking Rey under his wing at the end of this game uh, was the edge well, that, let's that Coruscant needed. So the the, the thing is, you know, I've seen many, many nasty comments made, especially by Guardians fan. Some people have been saying this was unfair of, of the Senators to uh, hide Skywalker for so long. And it was uh, some kind of chicanery going on. And the thing is, if you want to be, I mean, the Guardians initially might have expected him to show up uh, earlier in the season and they might have been ready for it. By, but by now... Certainly, they thought he was just not going to be in play, and they didn't play. Uh, they didn't train um, against him, and ex especially against the uh, duo with Ray. And I think this is not uh, something that you can uh, see as anything other. It's not about marketing. It's about strategy. We we've seen a team with the Senators that knows how to play the game. They have the experience. They know how to. Uh, organize their season in order to make sure they win in the end. And this is a brilliant example of that. Skywalker was simply not in the equation for the Guardians. And that was a, a huge blow when he showed up. Well, I, I, but you, you can't look at it in a way to say that it's unfair. Because if Luke Skywalker did not make it back uh, into when he did, and they lose in the semifinals then the blame is going to be on Coruscant for not bringing him back fast enough. If, if they get blown out in this game. And by the way, they were behind for the vast majority of it. This was only a 2-3 final. And I think that you can make a very, very, very active case to say that for the, for the majority of this game, Xandar played Coruscant's playbook better than Coruscant not only did today, but has in the past. That Xandar, if it's not for the Groot injury last year, Xandar wins the championship. If it's not for a surprise comeback from Luke Skywalker, Xandar wins the championship this year. Uh, this is maybe the, the, the best rivalry that we've seen in this league in the, the entire history of it. I mean, and, and there's no signs of it stopping anytime soon. No, I mean, the Guardians are going to be back next year, uh, and they are going to try to build on the strengths that they have created. 
I think the criticism that Coruscant was just taking out the old playbook and trying to make it look new has validity, but in the end it worked and and they were successful. I mean, we shouldn't discount, again, I'm coming back to it, but we shouldn't discount the strate- strategic masterstroke of keeping Skywalker uh, hidden until the end. Hmm. And it's not, you know, you were saying, uh, Justin, that Xandar was playing better and that's true. They were playing better against a Skywalker-less team. And that's not the full team. Now, the thing we have to think about for if we want to look forward to the next season already, uh, fresh off the end of this one, um, it, I don't think Xandar is going to be uh, surprised. They, can't, they have no more surprises, right? Unless they magically bring back Solo, which I don't really think the, the, the uh, senators are going to be able to do that. But... Next year, Zendar is going to be ready for anything. It, it, it is, was this the last possible time that uh, the Senators managed to eke out a, a, a win uh, out of this championship? I don't know, because they I mean, don't maybe. have anything else to, to surprise us with. Uh, but but uh, uh, you would say that if they didn't discover two new stars this year. But Finn and Ray are new stars. Poe Dameron is a star. Uh, you know that they they have now refreshed their nucleus to a level that you can see them being competitive. Now, if for as good as those three are, none of them are Star Lord. None of them are Peter Quill. Uh, he is to me uh, uh, the the shining star, especially after the thunderous, festering, disgusting disappointment of Kylo Ren. In the playoffs this year, uh, he they uh, he is to me the MVP of this league. Now that it is said and done, Star Lord, uh, as as much as I think he is a, a whiny brat, the I don't know if Coruscant has any answer to him. If he takes another leap next year, it is going to be hard for anybody in the league to compete with him. The temptation for Xandar is going to be to bring in their own experienced presence to try to bring in a veteran uh, and maybe someone that they can put in relation to Quill. And that could mess him up. That dynamic is going to have to be very carefully handled if they do that. The the thing is, you're right. Quill is such a... I mean, he is a star uh, and a lord, if you'll excuse me the pun. But he's very much of a, 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 a solo champion. And... I don't know that it can uh, it can work against a really organized team. And if if they manage to get someone to his level on the Zendar team, is he gonna ha- let his ego, uh, you know, fall back to the side and play as a team player? I don't know that that is possible. Well, folks, uh, we've got one question uh, from Joey Carlini coming in off the hotline. Uh, And he says, while I was introduced to the show long after the fall of humanity banned our civilization, I'm working my way through the archives and it's a big help to keep my mind off things. So thank you for what you do. Thank you, Joey. Uh, It seems 
It seems that these days, relatively speaking, almost everyone who has the rights to a team that has any sort of name recognition is starting to take up the practice. I've been seeing more and more of, making a big show of bringing some alumni back with some fresh-faced rookies, rolling promos for the old pros back in their old boots that will most likely only be off the bench to do press conferences and said commercials. Now, I understand that the practice isn't new, that nostalgia sells team merch regardless of the win-loss, and sometimes teams just want to get paid. But do you think this new rash of rebooted teams mean an overall drop in the quality of play in the FSL? Or am I being crotchety and close-minded if everyone is playing as well as they can and it will introduce more people to the sport? Thanks again for everything, and if you run across my past self, be sure to mention that time travel will only make it worse. Joey, somewhere cold and far from home. Uh, you know, it, it, it's certainly something that you hear talked about a lot in league circles, and... I don't think you're going to see the end of it considering Coruscant just won the championship. And, and this is exactly what they did is they, they injected a youth movement uh, within their already successful structure. Xandar meanwhile has gone the opposite direction, right? Xandar is something that is, uh, uh certainly has its own lineage to it. They, they weren't invented yesterday, but they are fresh compared to Coruscant certainly on this stage. There are different ways to do it. Uh, I, I think that what you saw, with the experiment in uh, you know uh, New York with the proton packs probably did not go as they hoped uh, and they are not going to be on the FSO stage next season because of it but uh I think that it's going to be a long time before we see this strategy fade into the distance yeah no I, I agree uh which brings us to the newly elevated teams of course uh we say a wistful goodbye to the Gallifrey Time Lords and the Scarrow Exterminators as they are relegated uh, to lower division play, that doesn't mean they're gone. They're just they're just relegated uh, down there, you know, with the uh, playing. You can still tune in yeah. each and every each and every week. Yeah, they'll 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 be down there playing with the likes of the Direwolves. Uh, but the winner of our elevation tourney in a fantastic final between a strong New York Defenders team led uh, by the immense presence of Luke Cage. Not enough to take out Khaleesi and her Essos Dragons. What a running game they have. And the rumor is uh, that they won't even be playing in Essos when the FSL 2017 season starts next year. Yeah, a possible move to Westeros for the Dragons. We will see how that develops over the offseason. But let me just say that we, we, are, we have not heard the last of the New York defenders. Uh, I believe that they will be up on the main stage within the next season or two. That was a hell of a game, considering how strong I believe the Essos Dragons are. Remember, this is not a team that has had uh, zero experience. They've got a lot of players that have, have FSL uh, time on their resume that uh, you know make up this Dragons team. So very, very, very exciting game. It will be, uh, you know, uh, Essos is, uh, I don't know where the commissioner is going to slot Essos uh, in terms of the 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 conferences, but that is a team that is is I think immediately going to shake everything up. Yeah, you're going to see some familiar familiar faces, not least of which uh, Tyrion Lannister from Lannisport uh, a few years back, now with the Dragons. All right, all right. You know, I obviously I'm not I'm not from here, but I did catch up on a few of the games from the Dragons on the way over, and. I understand this is a, a lower league, but I don't. Th I honestly don't think they have the chops. It's a, we were talking about marketing earlier. I think Kalisi is uh, something of a figurehead 
and there isn't the level of, I haven't seen the level of play that qualifies them to stay for a, a, a full season. I mean, yes, they'll stay for a full season, but I don't think we're going to see the level of play that we expect from them uh, in in the, the 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 league they're in now. Um, I think there's a lot of, of nostalgia. I think there's a lot of um, uh, marketing, and I don't know that they are what we think they are uh, well, for the next season. You know, Patrick, I think you very much have a point. Uh, uh, for all the pieces that they have, if you look at it on paper, it's it's hard to say that these that that this team will not make noise. However, if you look at the pathway that they took to the FSL to elevation. There was a lot of very questionable managerial decisions uh, uh, by Khaleesi. You know, this is somebody that was wholly absent from her team for large swaths of the season with very little explanation. Now, obviously, they took care of business and now they are where they are. But but Patrick, I, I do agree that if if we're going to see that same sort of flighty leadership Uh, from Khaleesi, then then they are going to struggle against teams that will be built to take advantage of that. I mean, I mean, yeah, th yeah. There's, there's there's a there's lot a of uh, I I think there's a lot of fire in that uh, in that team, but when you compare it to it's it's it, there's a lot of form and not a lot of substance. When you compare, maybe it's unfair to to make that comparison, especially if they're the game we've seen today. But when you compare a team like uh, the 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 Carson Senators. And the mastery that they have in every aspect of their game and strategy, again, with, you know, what's happened with Skywalker, I don't see that in um, the the other team. There's, again, the, with the, the, the Dragons and Khaleesi, she makes a lot of noise when she's back. She makes a lot of, of, uh, of she has a lot of, you know, pyrotechnics. I don't think there's the substance there. At the same time, though, I mean, I don't disagree with anything, any single thing you guys are saying, but... Ask the Dothraki Bloodriders how they yeah. feel uh, now that many of their best players are on the Dragons. Ask Korth how they feel. I mean, at any single point, everything, all the criticisms you're levying are true, but she gets results in the long run, and that team won the Elevation Tournament. But, I think it's easy but, to Darth, underestimate it's the in Dragons. A lesser league. It's in a lesser league, right? And now, now exactly. she's going to be playing in the big leagues. And she's never faced competition like this before. Yeah, and it, you know, it, it's easy to go from game to game uh, and strategize. But when you're in the FSL, you know, you've you've got uh, all seven other teams uh, gunning at you at the same time. Yeah, I mean, like at the end of the day, like, man, we're talking about Essos, Essos, not a game, not a game, Essos. Come on, like, let's be real. Yeah. <laughs> Well, uh, she's she's going to need a little Bravos funding if uh, she wants to bulk up and compete in the FSL. I don't doubt that, but I think that the SS Dragons may be underrated. Uh, we have to get to our other elevated team, though. The vote winner in the commissioner's vote uh, after purchase uh, by the Cromulan Consortium, the Rick and Martys, formerly the Rick and Mortys, uh, will become the Cygnus Five Expanse Swifties for the 2017 season. This is a team with a genius at its head uh, and a great youth presence, but do they have the depth? 
I mean, I'm looking forward to seeing uh, them show us what they got. Uh, you know, this is a, a, a very unpredictable team with a very variable roster. You know, every once in a while, you have teams that come into the league that that really want to play in a totally different style, right? Well, what Essos has done is is take uh, cherry pick all the talent from their regional league, and now they want to bring it to the to the, to the big time. Uh, the Swifties. You know, even more so than a team like Arkham this season is going to have a very variable roster. Uh, uh, they are a week to week, almost a totally different team uh, with, of course, a few constants there, uh, you know, including Rick Sanchez, of course. But uh, this is, I think, a very, uh, you know, similar team to the now the now uh, relegated uh, time lords and and uh, dare I say it I think they might be even a little better we'll have we'll, we will see just let me let me ask you here um, I don't know the uh, what's their name again the Is Swifties it Mar Mar the the Rick and Martys or mm -hmm. the Rick and Mortys or the Swifties I, I I don't know them very well from what I've seen I want to ask you guys is this Uh, you're saying an unexpected team. What I see is a gimmicky team. I think there's yeah. a lot of gimmicks, and I don't know that there is, uh, uh, you know, something that holds them together in the long run. What do you think, Justin? Well, I mean, we're 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 gonna, uh, you know, the the proof is in the pudding. Uh, uh, you know, uh, we we are going to see whether or not uh, they are indeed Mr. Bulldogs or they take an S on the floor. Yeah, there's no harm in asking that question. Uh, but we will have to, to wait and see. Uh, I think they could court a lot of controversy. I, I think, you know, these these allegations that in previous seasons, uh, were we actually seeing the same team at the end of the season that we started with uh, are going to persist and possibly get worse. And that that could become a bigger problem under the spotlight of an FSL prime season. There is one thing that is for sure, which is that I don't know if the FSL has ever seen a quote machine like Rick Sanchez, but oh, he, hell is, hell yeah. he is going to be a darling of the FSL media. Well, uh, first of all, thank you, Patrick Beja, uh, for joining us. Uh, your, your coverage at L'Equipe uh, is without uh, parallel, and uh, your funny. investigative reporting is one of the things that, that brings sports journalism to a higher level. Thank you very much. You know, I'm, I'm discovering a lot uh, in the the recent days and weeks and especially yesterday's uh match i mean obviously we expect the, the greatness from this league but yesterday was a treat and uh, i was very glad to be able to be here to witness it firsthand so that was thank you for for having me here to say a few words about it too absolutely absolutely and of course a huge thanks to everyone who supports fsl tonight and dragon sports talk radio at our patreon Uh, patreon.com slash FSL tonight. The, there's, there's no way we could pull this off without you guys. You're the best. Yeah. Thank you guys so much. Uh, it has been a joy to be with you uh, this season, and I look very much forward to joining you again next. I can't wait until 2017 when we see the Dragons, when we see the Swifties, more of the Senators, more of the Guardians. We're even going to see more of the Gators and the Raiders. We'll talk yep. to you then. Coach Baltar for president. Around.